Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are super duper mega, super califragilistic, expialidociously pumped Whoa. to be with you this week. We got some college football drama to talk about. We got some BYU scheduling news. We got some housekeeping that we need to do here on the podcast. Things are getting kind of dirty, so we're going to clean it up, and we need your guys' help. Before we head into the episode, make sure that you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod, and make sure that you're leaving a review for the episode. Share it with your friends and family. Let's get to it. Let's boo. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go review that strike! Let's back this bula. Yeah! Ah! Let's go wild Let's go, Let's go. Let's go. We're at a waterfall, dude. Welcome into yet another episode of your favorite podcast, the one that is royal, the one that is currently playing. It's strong, and it's true. It's true. true. Yes. So first things first, we gotta get some things out of the way. Like what, Dan? By grabbing a sponge, Mm -hmm. a sea sponge, if you will. Okay. Oh, a sea sponge. SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob is a great example. Okay, so yeah, a sea sponge. Heavy duty oven cleaner. Oh man, I could use that. You ever use that? Like for cleaning checks, you spray it in there, it gets all foamy. And it gets all the gunk and the grease away at your oven. Yeah. Acid. That Mm -hmm. stuff. And last but not least, a pumice stone. I'll tell you what, I don't even know what that is. Okay. Isn't it just like a like a It's like a rock with a bunch of holes? Oh, like yeah. a porous rock. Okay. Don't you use it for toilets or something? Yeah, you can scrub things with it. Oh, okay. It's kind okay. of like, I think of it as steel wool. Okay. Gotcha. Made of stone. <laughs> stone wool. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do with this pumice stone, Dan? So what we're going to do is some housekeeping. Ooh, baby. All right. Uh, to start things off, we had a championship weekend this weekend. Oh, Elijah championship? Uh, the Euro Cup. The Euro Cup in basketball. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Elijah Bryant, after winning the NBA Finals single-handedly yeah. this yeah. year, with, the with Bucks, all of like zero Bucks. minutes played, he went and just won the Euro Cup too, back to back. I don't think there's that many people that can say that they won the Euro Cup and the NBA Finals in back to back seasons. He became the first ever, actually, to win in this order the NBA Finals and the Euro Cup back to back. Shout out to Elijah wow. Bryant, man. We got Shout an out. international champion on our team. Also, he yeah. his Twitter feed is very uplifting. <clears throat> he is. Yeah, I've very noticed positive. that. Yeah. Yes, very positive. Oh, I just remember this too. Shout out to Zach Selius, who in his first league, what is his first season in the Poland league? What? I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know. He's nice. in some league in Eastern Zach Europe. Zach Selius is in Europe. <laughs> he averaged 22 points per game. Nice. So shout out to Zach Selius for that. Nice MVP. It sounds like his last name would kind of fit in over there. Yeah. yeah. They probably think that he's like Seljops. native. Like, they don't even think he's American. 
They think he's like a Norse god. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Probably, yeah, Honestly, with that mustache, he probably stash, has the power of one. The dad bod. The dad bod. Yeah, for sure. Mm. I mean, he's basically Thor when Thor like went off the deep end. <laughs> he's true. Endgame Thor. He's Endgame Thor. That's what <laughs> Zack Sawyer's is. <laughs> Speaking of, a new Thor Love and Thunder trailer supposedly came out during the NBA game tonight. Oh, a new trailer. A, a trailer. new one. I saw the old trailer. Yeah, I guess too. I was old. but Yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about the trailer. I'm like, eh, like... It looks funny, but I don't know. Uh, I would have never found out because the NBA, I could not care less. So. Oh my gosh. Let's not even get into it because it's so bad. Let's move on to real basketball. Let's talk about BYU women's basketball. We got to give a quick little nugget because Amber Whiting, Whiting, do you know which one of the... Probably Whiting. Amber Whiting got hired as the new women's basketball coach out of the high school ranks. Burley High School in Southern Idaho. Nice. Now, she was a champion. She did lead her girls to a state championship and all that. So she is a champion. She has a winning culture. Good luck to her. We'll see how she does at the collegiate level. It. Oh. I have breaking news. Oh, breaking news. <laughs> oh, wow. I found the profile picture of Zach Selyus in Europe. First of all, he's playing in the country Georgia. Okay. Oh, it's in not Georgia. the state. Georgia. Okay. And he's got a full-on beard, like... Down to his chest. <laughs> he really is Thor. He looks like a convict. Look at this. It's like a mugshot. <laughs> I'm going to periodically post yeah. that mugshot on our Instagram story. So just keep an eye out for it. Oh my god! What gosh. a legend. What a legend. Wow. And, uh, oh, wait. I, I'm speaking of beards. Have you guys seen on Twitter, like, Gavin Baxter and Caleb Lohner? Or <laughs> on Instagram? No. Uh, they post no. stories about, like... Hmm, all the options, and then different kinds of beards. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> like, they're like tagging each other, talking about the beards they got to grow. Oh, good. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, Colin Chandler is like has like this thing with Mark Pope, where he's told Mark Pope if he grows out his hair over the next two years, then he will shave his head bald for his freshman season at BYU. Oh, so shoot. Pope would have hair, Colin Chandler would be bald. Yep. That would be awesome. What would so Mark that's Pope look like? Mark Pope is like photoshopped Colin Chandler bald and has like posted it on Twitter and stuff. <laughs> really? He's like, yeah, so he's, he's having fun with it. That's he funny. did one where like it was only like like a cul-de-sac balding. Oh, so he still no. had like the long hair on the sides. <laughs> Man, this is really great podcasting because wow. you know, like, can't, yeah. really, can't really show you guys yeah. what I'm thinking <laughs> about right now. We gotta post some of these for y'all. Search the interwebs. Um, proper football. Mm, proper, proper, proper football. We, we had a very um, exciting. Uh, finish to the Premier League season. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joe Ludlow, close your ears. Um, so Liverpool... So the way that the Premier League does it, it's actually super dope, right? So there's no, like, postseason tournament for the Premier League title. You just... It's based on regular season wins and, like, tiebreakers and stuff. Manchester City and Liverpool are within one point. Manchester City's up, right? And so if Liverpool wins, Manchester City also has to win in order to also win the cup. Yeah. Manchester City goes down 2-0 in the first half to... I can't even remember the team. Aston Villa or something. Aston Villa. Something. Um, I don't know if it's Villa or Villa. <laughs> uh, anyway, they go down 2-0 and Liverpool is up like 2-1 or 2-0 oh, or something. Okay. So as it stood, Liverpool was going to win. And the way the Premier League does it, all the teams on the final day play at the same time. So that no one can be like scoreboard watching and then play the late games in accordance to what happened, right? Right, yeah. yeah. And so everyone at this moment is like freaking out. Liverpool is going to win, Manchester City. 
76, 78, and 81, Manchester City scores three goals in five minutes for a crazy comeback. They win the game 3-2, and they win the cup. They win the whole Premier League. They win the league. Oh, my goodness. Three goals in five minutes to win the league. To put that in a football, like American football context, for you people like me that aren't soccer people, is basically if BYU like won the old Tennessee game or like scored as much as they did against Virginia, but in the national championship. Exactly. Yeah. If the, if they were down like twenty points with five minutes left or something. It's like the miracle bowl. Yeah. yeah, right? it's, yeah like you're it's down the three bowl. scores with two minutes left. Yeah. And you somehow win. Except instead of just being the holiday bowl, this is the national championship of all. And we're not talking about Miracle Bowl and Orem, though it is a nice bowling facility. We're talking about the comeback versus SMU. Yes. <laughs> Our hearts do reach out to all the Liverpudlians out there. Mm. Sorry about that. Lo siento. Just wanted to say Liverpudlians again. But. Oh, well. Um, other proper football news. For those of you who haven't yet caught on, there's professional women's soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, NWSL. There are... Three, maybe four BYU grads, but three more recent ones. Yes. With Ashley Hatch, who won the Golden Boot last year. She's still playing well this season, scoring lots of goals. Michaela Coulihan, now Clough. Ah, true. Starting every game for Orlando. She scored her first pro goal over the weekend. Oh! Shout out! Milestone reached. Way to go, Coulihan. Yeah, that's, that's a good goal. And then Cam Tucker's getting good minutes off the bench for... Get this. Her team is called Gotham FC. Gotham? That's pretty sick. <laughs> New York. Oh my goodness. So, yeah, that's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. Oh, yeah. Also, shout out uh, women's national team. They got the equal pay. Oh, that's true. Huge shout out. Forgot about that. Good job. It was a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, that's, they've been trying to get that for a long time. <laughs> Man, I'm really out of the loop in the soccer world. But uh, I do know that the U.S. Women's National Team is coming to Utah June 28th. So yes, keep an eye out for that, all you Utah Pudlians. Utah Pudlians. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be exciting. That, that'll be fun. And Ashley Hatch should be there, right? Like, she's on the traveling yeah, team with the definitely. national team. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, last proper football proper news football. is real Salt Lake. Somehow keep winning games they shouldn't. Absolutely. I don't know how they keep doing it, but they do keep doing it. Shut up. Um, yeah, they got scored on in the first minute over the weekend. Oh, man. Against... It's always good. Montreal. Montreal. <laughs> like the first or second best team in the East right now. But they shut them out the rest of the game, came back, and won it on the road. Let's okay. go. Impressive. Let's go. They're, they're doing something right up there in Sandy. The new ownership has yes. turned their tides. New era. For the better. Good vibes at Rio Tinto. But you know where there are not good vibes at? In <laughs> Birmingham, Alabama, more specifically in Houston, Texas. And if you're following the USFL, that sentence makes absolutely no sense. And also, perfect sense. Yep. Because all the teams are in Birmingham, Alabama. Anyway, as you guys know, I chose to be a Houston Gamblers fan at the beginning of the season. Yeah. That was the worst decision of my life because they have now lost four straight games by less than a touchdown. Okay, oh, and they have straight. lost three straight on a touchdown scored in the last ten seconds of the game. They literally—oh my goodness! This last game, 
they're, they're going up against the New Jersey Generals, who are 4-1, and one, one of the best teams in the league. They stop them. They're at the three-yard line. All they need to do is score to beat the Houston Gamblers. They stop them on first down, stop them on second down, stop them on third down. And what did they lose to? A quarterback sneak oh, where they no. stood him up. But they thought the whistle was going to get blown, so they oh, gave no. up on the play, and he fell into the end zone. No, Houston gamblers sucks. suck. They've gambled away all their money. Ooh. If you have a gambling problem, like Houston does, 1-800-GAMBLER. Ouch. I'm sorry, Justin. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> that's rough. Hey, speaking of gambling, <clears throat> USFL overs in the last three weeks are 11-1. and one. Oh, no. shoot. So, if you have Cheez-Its, throw some Cheez-Its down, down some on Cheez-Its that. Throw some Cheez-Its on it. Uh, well, getting back to good vibes. Okay, mm. uh, good vibes. Let's, let's hear it. Justin and I went to Boondocks on Saturday. Yes, we did. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. You went to the Boondocks? The Boondocks. Boondocks trademark. Boondocks trademark. trademark. Not just some Boondocks. No, not to the Boondocks. <laughs> we did not visit the animated, what is that? I think it's that Adult Swim cartoon, the Boondocks. We went to the <laughs> mini golf laser tag bumper card capital of northern Utah yeah. Yeah. capital B boondocks <laughs> yes uh, it was very fun shout out to my wife McKinley uh, she always creams me in mini golf as you can see we have several scorecards up there on the on the fridge and she beats me every time yep. um, we didn't keep score but she probably beat me again and she had this crazy hole in one she hit it off like four different side things, off a rock, off a sidewall, ding, 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 ding. It was like Happy Gilmore, and it went in. It was the craziest hole-in-one I've ever seen. Awesome. So, shout out to her. Shout out to, I'm going to be a little prideful here, me. I was <laughs> for the first show. time in my entire life, I got first place in laser tag, led a insane comeback for the green team. We ended up winning by 100 points. I kicked a bunch of 10-year-old kids' <laughs> rear end at laser tag, and I could not feel better about it. It was absolutely electric. Wow. There's nothing like just running around shooting little kids. Kid number one. That oh, came out weird. Shooting. Oh my god. Uh, but uh, <laughs> laser tag was very fun. Um, it was just as I remembered it from 12 years ago. Um, the go karts. Uh, the go karts got pretty go-karts. bumpy. I would just like to say, anybody going to Boondocks, do not get the dare car. What kind mm-hmm. of bumps did you experience? <laughs> well, first of all, I passed Jared in the first 20 seconds. So. My car, the dare car. Bad. But then I got cut off by like an eight-year-old kid while I was trying to hold off McKinley. And I ended up pinned up against the side wall. And he had like flipped sideways. So I couldn't get out because the cars don't go in reverse or anything. So I lost like half a lap right there. Kind of of an L. But But just to explain to you how far ahead Justin was of me. He gets ahead of me. Like two laps later gets in this wreck, right? And I'm just putting along behind him. I see it happen. And he was out and running again by the... I didn't even see him. Like... (laughs) He had the entire situation figured out, so and I hadn't even reached him yet. So yeah, don't get the dare car. Yeah, don't get the dare car. Yeah, racing cars are fueled by drugs, so exactly. you don't want mm. a drug-free car. Yeah, Drug-free driver, but not not a drug-free car. But not the car. The car mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. Exactly. That's you need the, the NOS. You need the NOS. NOS. Mm. Car drugs. <clears throat> Speaking of car drugs, my car... It's on drugs right oh, now. That's true. <laughs> what happened, Jared? This is bad stuff. My battery just died twice today. Threw my schedule off. I had to go get a new battery. Cost me two hundred dollars. Oh, it was rough. Is there anything worse than battery trouble? Tough day. Uh, engine trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like engine trouble. You, you kind of like know when it's coming, right? Battery trouble. Like one day, like you just walk to your car, you try to turn the key, and it doesn't turn on. You're caught off guard. It sucks. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. 
I speak from lots of experience because I've had lots of batteries <laughs> to the point where like my dad bought me like like a char like you, you charge it up so that you can jump your car. It's oh, like a, it's like oh little, those are those? sick. Yeah, one of those little things because my battery died so many jump times yourself. my freshman year of college. So <laughs> Dang. Uh, make sure you turn your lights off. Okay. Good to know. Great to know. Um, y'all heard of the cougarettes before? Los cougarettes? Yes. I think I've heard of them. They're like 20-time back-to-back national champions or Is so we hear. Uh, well, they just won the Natty again. Heck yeah. So <laughs> make that 20-something. 20 22. 22. So they got their 22nd national championship in 2022. Would you look at that? Wow, 22 and 22. That's 22 and 22. A millennium of success. Good for them. Absolutely. Yeah, good got for some, them. Got some good dancers here. Heck yeah, we do. Uh, the Moving on to football, kind of the, the elephant in the room, I guess. We'll get into some more big football news later. But to start things off, BYU came in 25th in the latest SP projections. Uh, Bill Connolly edited them slightly based on the transfer portal and roster realignments and stuff. BYU's 25th. Other notables, Utah's 12th. Okay, uh, yeah, I can see it. Maybe fair. Head scratcher. Um, Arkansas, who we play, is 26th. And Just Oregon is 24th. Okay. 24, 25, 26. Yeah. So we have some good ones. And then there's teams that are above us and below us, like Notre Dame 7th, Baylor's 40th. Yeah. So <clears throat> it, it should turn out to be a very interesting season should these projections hold true. Yeah. Honestly, I'm just glad to be on the list. Yeah. I'm glad to be in the top 25 in the, in the SP Plus projections preseason. I think that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. BYU I am glad to be on the list. Okay. But if I was a betting man, mm-hmm. I would throw down a small fortune Oh, that we finish better than 25. Okay. You heard it here first yes. from Dan. And hey, Dan is the king of takes coming true. Remember, he said Clemson would not make the ACC championship game, and it came true. So listen to Dan true. when it comes to preseason college football takes. Yes, Dan is the only one you can actually listen listen to. Yeah, Jared and I are just babbling buffoons, but listen babbling to Dan books. and he'll tell you the straight-up facts. Yep. Yeah, I think I'm jinxed now. You're wow. welcome, Dan. The next things I say will go terribly wrong. Well, last but not least in this beautiful housekeeping, shout-out to Turtles. Okay. Uh, for those of you that don't know, it's National Turtle Day. I think turtles are pretty cool. I I also think turtles are pretty cool. Yeah, they're cool. Paper straws not cool, but turtles mm. are cool. Yes, if you yeah. eat with a with a straw, or if you get a straw at a restaurant, you're literally killing turtles. Literally. Yeah. Just don't use a straw. If you buy soda cans that have those little plastic mm. rings that connect all of them. Yep. Seabirds. You hate turtles. You hate <laughs> birds. You hate life. And shame on you. You are a University of Utah fan. You hate turtles. I have a question. Yeah, that's fair. That that's true. And and we hate them. Yeah. We hate we them like for hating turtles. turtles. Yeah. And and other reasons, but we also love turtles. because it's yeah. all about turtles. Question: Why is there not a college football team with a turtle mascot? Oh, there Maryland. is the Terps. The Terps. Yeah, Maryland. The Terps. Terrapins. I forgot about the Terrapins. They can't the forget hate. about the Terps. Nobody knows what a terrapin is, but. I just know like their logo. It's a turtle. Let's let's show you a picture, listeners. Yeah, here. Look over here, listeners. Here, there's a good picture. Yeah. Terrapins are one of several small species of turtle living in fresh or brackish 
water. Oh. Brackish. Brackish. <laughs> what does brackish mean? Well, I don't know. I don't know, like salty or something. I think it's kind of like muddy water. It's like partly... I have a uh, ocean interesting fun fact. Ocean adjacent. Okay. Ocean adjacent. Okay. Well, that makes sense because Maryland's right on the seaboard. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, fun fact. Yes. The terrapin of Maryland. Mm-hmm. Would you guys like to venture a guess as to the name? Oh, Terry. Terry. That's Terry a great name. I feel like I knew this. It is not what uh, I thought it would be. Clyde. Is it Testudo? Yeah! Oh, Testudo? Yeah. Nice! Yeah. Testudo! Testudo! Sounds like, How did I know that? I don't even know what that is. Sounds like not safe for work. Sounds like testicular or something. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy. <laughs> what Easy. is Testudo? I don't know. But it's been the mascot since 1933. So you know it's about as old as... I it's, don't know. Gary Barda. It's an historic mascot. Historic. An historic mascot. An historic. Okay. That's the truth. <laughs> now, before we move on to our next segment, we got a little bit of an ad. Are you tired of your vehicle looking like it's been going through brackish waters? Ooh. Are you tired of your vehicle looking like it's dull or like it's ugly? Maybe like, I don't know, the Royal Strong and True cast. Then that means you need to get your act together and put on some turtle wax. It is National Turtle Day, so let's not forget they are the little cute mascot of turtle wax. If you really want your car to be spick and span, shining and clean, if you would like to see your own reflection grinning at the losses of the University of Utah as you drive away from Lavelle Edwards Stadium, you need to implement turtle wax into your car washing routine. This podcast is not officially sponsored by turtle wax. Uh, fun fact about turtles. Turtles are not silent. No, they make them all noise. I, have you not have you never seen the video? I, I don't I've never heard a turtle. There. Sorry, listeners, you have to bear with us. There. Stream eighty five plus channels oh. <laughs> Is that real? That's actually the turtle. That's a turtle. That's actually the turtle procreating. <laughs> oh my. It looks like Stitch and sounds like a fart. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, it like uses this whole body. You see this like part right here? Can't unhear it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, is this part of the podcast? <laughs> are, we, are we recording right now? Yes, we are. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Okay. Back from the ad. All right. Okay. Welcome back, listeners. Um, Let's just jump into some college football news, shall we? The college football world was shaken. It it was. In the previous few days. The postseason was... Sorry, postseason. Preseason? What are we even in? Is it postseason or preseason? Uh, Oh, I think it could be both. Oh, no, it's less than 100 it's, days till college football, so we're officially in preseason. Is it the offseason? Well, we could just call it the offseason. Off season. All right, let's the call it the offseason. Off cool. The offseason was officially spicy thanks to a couple of SEC coaches. Mm. But not a couple. Let us be very clear. They, they are hate. not to be considered a couple. They are not together. One's not taking no. the calls of the other. They're just friends. <laughs> well... <laughs> I would. That's a little bit of a stretch, Dan. <laughs> well, as you guys know, 
Texas A&M, for whatever reason, came away with the number one recruiting class in the nation after an 8-4 and four season, just out of nowhere. Yeah. This is what Nick Saban had to say about it. And you've read about them. You know who they are. I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right? We didn't buy one player. All right? But I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. That's some pretty spicy stuff. He obviously is not very happy. No, he's not. <laughs> Those are some bold allegations. Where's what I might say. Putting Texas A&M to the side, do you guys buy that Alabama did not pay a single player to come to Alabama? Uh, I do not believe a word that comes out of Nick Saban's mouth. Okay. He has won like... 50% of the national championships in the last 10 years. <laughs> and he is arguing for more parity in college football. Wow. That is a, an, an oxymoron, I believe it's called. That is hypocritical. Yes. Nicholas. <laughs> Nicholas. <laughs> I'm getting stern with him. <laughs> well, you're, it, it's right, Dan, because he sounds like a baby. He sounds like a baby that's crying and pouting because he doesn't get his way anymore. But I don't know. Jim Jimbo Fisher was butthurt about the entire thing. Oh yes. Jimbo Fisher got on a press conference afterwards and said, "We have to defend these seventeen-year-old kids and their families like six thousand times." Like he he said, like if he said like a hundred words, eighty of the words were seventeen-year-old kids and their families. Yeah. So he's really upset about it. Nick Saban never accused him of doing anything illegal, per se. I mean, he just said that they bought not a anymore. player on their team. <laughs> it's well, not illegal anymore. Like through name, but... image, and likeness. So yeah. that they handed out an those. But Jimbo Fisher still got his panties in a twist. I don't know. What do you guys think about the whole situation? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fun. I love to hear these grown men you know, bickering back and forth <laughs> in their southern accents. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I totally agree, Dan. I, I remember I sent my uncles uh, a text with, like, the tweets and stuff, you know? And, like, oh, this is spicy, you know? And they went on this huge, like, tirade about NIL and, like, all this stuff. And I was just like, I just am excited for the game on October 8th. It's like, fun. <laughs> Mark your calendars, October 8th. Are they traveling to Tuscaloosa this year? Yes. Yes. It is in Tuscaloosa. A&M is traveling to Tuscaloosa. Hopefully it's not on at the same time as the BYU Notre it Dame is. game. You already know it is. It's gonna. It's going to be. It's going to be no. because that's going to be the game of the week. BYU is already playing at five thirty Mountain. See what week is that though? What week is that? Oh, October eighth. October eighth. It's like week seven. It's like week seven. Okay, let's let's say it's week seven. Okay, One, two, three, four, five. It's week six. Okay. And then okay, yeah, it's Alabama's sixth game, but it's week seven. Okay. Right. Texas A and M at that point will have played seven games. Do you give Texas A&M any chance at being seven and zero up until that point? Uh, you'd have to look at their their schedule beforehand. But uh, the only way that BY see this is the only thing. This is bad for BYU, right? Because no matter what you do to Notre Dame, if we win by fifty, we're still gonna be the second story, right? Yeah. I don't. I don't know because Texas A&M they do play App State sleeper. That that's a trap game. Sam Houston, who's one of the best FCS teams in the state of Texas, Miami, Arkansas, and they have to face off Mike Leach before they come to Alabama. Okay, so there are possibly like, you know, one to three losses 
yeah. on, the, on that schedule leading in. Mm-hmm. I still think, though, unless they have a losing record, like, yeah. because of these comments that they said right here, mm-hmm. I, I still think that's going to be story number one. Big story. Going then. into it. <sighs> yeah. But I'm either way, I'm very excited to see how this pans out because I think the winner kind of, like, gets to, like, is right, you know? Like, winner, winner, I don't know, I don't know what you say, make it, take it, like, yeah, like, the winner gets to be right, you sure. know, and the other yeah. one gets to go home crying and whining and complaining about buying recruits and crap. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very exciting. Um, if we wanted to go to the game, <laughs> lower bowl seats start at $500 now. Oh, so not bad. Maybe they know what they're doing here. <laughs> yeah, for real. Dude, honestly, it was probably Greg Sankey that came up and he's like, hey, want to make money? Yeah. <laughs> Save it. Just go say these things. Jimbo Fisher will get his panties in a twist, and then your home tickets will go skyrocketing. Oh, yeah. Well, one last question before we move on from that. Jimbo Fisher said that zero players received NIL deals to come to Texas A&M. And as of yesterday, as of uh, Sunday, he said that only one player from the incoming class had received an NIL deal. What probability do you give that of being true? Hmm. I think it could be some clever wording. Because mm. <laughs> maybe they don't have an NIL deal that started yet. Ah. They've signed it because they haven't like turned 18. Million dollar gigs lined up for the fall when they get to College Station. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably happening. Yeah. No, I call complete bullcrap on both Saban and Jimbo. They're both paying their players exorbitant oh, yeah. amounts, and oh, they've yeah. been doing it for the last 10 years, 20 years, you know, who knows how long. And they're just now complaining about it because now they're like they're like two mob bosses pointing fingers at each other yeah. like, no, you didn't kill him. Honestly, Nick Saban's just pissed off because what he's been doing under the table for years, now everyone can do. Exactly. And he has yeah. to adapt. And he doesn't want to die. He's like, what? I think he's 73 years old now. Yeah, he's so very old. He's, he's old. Jimbo Fisher, there is no way anybody's going to believe that you went 8-4 and four and somehow ended up with the number one recruiting class in the nation. Yeah. Nobody's going to believe that. I'm sorry, dude. Nobody wants to go to the middle of nowhere, Texas, Texas to, to just hang with out. With your dumb, stagnant offensive system that hasn't <laughs> adapted in over a decade? No. They haven't achieved anything. Nothing. Nothing. When was the last time Texas A&M was good? Johnny Manziel. Yeah. And guess yeah. what? <laughs> now he's in the fan-controlled football league. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We got to move on from We this. do need to move on. <laughs> um, other news in the... College football landscape, this is kind of like a trend now. The NCAA said that you do not need to have divisions in order to crown a conference champion, which mm-hmm. means more conferences are going like the Big 12 has been, where everybody yeah. plays kind of like a round-robin-ish type thing. We don't really know scheduling details yet. But the top two winning percentages, the two, the two teams at the top two winning percentages, play each other. If it's a rematch, it's a rematch. But they play each other. For the conference uh, title, like in the conference championship game. Mm-hmm. Pac-12, they already said they're going to do it. Mountain West followed suit. What do you guys think about this whole like eliminating divisions thing? Uh, I'm all for it. I think it makes a lot of sense, especially if you have the two best teams in the whole conference being from the same division. And 
you know, the old system with the two different divisions, only one from each could go, so you'd have the second best team not getting a shot there. I think this hopefully will eliminate that problem and will be good for the sport in every conference. Yeah, absolutely agree. Down with divisions, down with them. Last year, we would have gotten a Michigan-Ohio State rematch in the Big Ten championship game. How beautiful would that have been? Uh, hand raised, I would have hated that. I would have locked myself in the cupboard with <laughs> no TVs of any kind. <laughs> Small well, closet. how beautiful would that have been for everyone except for James? It would have been amazing. It would have been beautiful. Yeah. It would have been a, a good game. The best, the two best teams need to play each other. And why that wasn't always the case is going, it, it honestly baffles me. It is one less banner that people will get to hang around, like, you know, Pac-12, Pac, sorry, Pac-10, Pac-10, oh, yeah. Weast division champions and whatever. <laughs> Not going to be able to hang those banners anymore, which is kind of sad, but honestly, down with divisions. I I really like it. I, I have hated the Big 12 for doing that just because that was the way they got around not having to add BYU. Yeah. So I've hated that they got to do that. But it makes total sense, right? It does. Like it Baylor does. and Oklahoma State, that was probably the best conference championship game we had last year. For sure. Year, yeah, it was. Right? Without a doubt. And it was because they'd already played each other. But they were both top five, and they got to play each other again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And think of the Big Ten, like the last 20 years, right? Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State and Michigan State, they're all, all the same side, the same division. Yeah, right? Exactly. Like for the past 10 years. And, and exactly. Michigan and Ohio State, like you said, like those, like those four teams are by far the best teams in the conference. The only reason Wisconsin's ever there is because they get to play Nebraska, yeah, exactly. Iowa, Northwestern. That was the Big Ten narrative. Michigan gets to play Michigan and Ohio State. Those are the games. Yeah. And then yeah. it's who is Ohio State going to blow out in the in the championship exactly. game? How many touchdowns exactly. are they going to win by? Exactly. The Pac-10 as well. Yeah. For a while, Utah was the only team in the Pac-10 South that could even you know kick a ball twenty yards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they made it to the Pac-10 championship game. Every year, year uh-huh. after year, just because the Pac-12 South sucked. Yeah, it was and awful. <laughs> they'd get wiped the floor with, yeah, with Oregon, Oregon, Washington, Washington, anyone. Yeah. No, I am all for this. I think moving into the Big 12, that's huge for BYU. My question is, what do we want to see the scheduling play out as? Because there's been a lot of um, different models proposed. Mm-hmm. Some saying that there's kind of like a round robin. Some saying that you're in a pot of... Four teams, like you and three others, and then you play five teams and five teams. And then some people are even saying, this is one that's going to be discussed later at the SEC summer meetings, Ooh. is a one and seven method. Where you seven. you have one protected rival, and you play them every year. For example, Auburn, Alabama. Yeah. Play each other every year. Good. But the other seven uh, teams are like randomly selected, or there's like an algorithm yeah. that selects, right? Cycles through. But... I really like that, but I want to see where it's definitive. You have to play a home and away series at least every three years with every team in your conference. Because mm-hmm. Justin was mm-hmm. telling me Georgia has never played at Kyle Field at, nope. at Texas A&M. They have never. They joined the SEC a decade ago, and they have never played at College Station. Yeah, see, that's terrible. That should wow. not be allowed. I think you should have to play home and away at every school, maybe every other year, right? Yeah, and I actually did the math on that. In a four-team pod system, you would play every single, like you would play every single team in your conference every one one and a third years. 
Right. So yeah. basically, you would, un, in every three years, play a home and away series with every single team. Whereas if you did it with conferences, it would be about, I think, I think it's every four years or maybe even every five, but I think it's four. The point is, pods does it faster. Pods allows you to play more people. I will say, I don't really like the one in seven method right. because I do think that footballs, like football teams have more than one rival. And rivalries yes. evolve over time based on who's good and who's not good. I would love to see the pod system. My question is, though, if we're in a four-team pod in the Big 12, who would you want to be in that pod with BYU? Hmm. Hmm. And they have to be teams in the new Big 12, right? Yeah. Okay. So you got Cincinnati, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, Baylor, Houston, TCU, Texas Tech, and Central Florida. West and Western Virginia. and West Virginia and Oklahoma State. Sorry. Hmm. My four. TCU for sure. Okay, so I want TCU. I agree. BYU and TCU. So that's two of the four. Mm-hmm. Then I would probably want maybe Baylor. Okay. Okay. We have like a pseudo rivalry there, not a real rivalry. We lost sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know. Jeff Grimes is there. Old friends. True. Caleb yeah, Loner's there. Oh, true. I forgot about that. That's a good idea. Grumble. Um, and the fourth team I would pick... Just like geographically, West Virginia. It's <laughs> <laughs> the furthest team away. Um, I don't know. We've played Houston more than a lot of those other teams, but... Yeah. I don't know how good Houston will be. I want it to be... The best pod, obviously. Yeah, selfishly, I want to say so, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Some of the mocks I've been seeing have all the Texas school to have all the Texas school together. So Baylor, Houston, TCU, and Tech. Don't like that all together because that would make sense geographically. It does make sense. But it then that sense. puts us with Iowa State, Kansas State, and Kansas. That's weak. Now, we would probably... Okay. That's a, a, three gifted wins every year. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I don't know. Kansas State is kind of frisky. They, they can be frisky. frisky. We have a history yeah. with them, kind of. We do. Yeah, yeah, we did. We used to play Kansas State. But, um, uh, who would you like to see, Jared? I don't know. I Selfishly, because like geographically, I think we're moving away from that, right? Because I feel like teams are, are more going for the money and the cachet of it rather mm-hmm. than the, ge- the geographics. Geographics? Geographics? I think that works. Geography. Yeah. The geography. <laughs> yes. Anyway. <laughs> so I, I think I think as long as it's not like BYU, UCF, and West Virginia, right? Like, I feel like, <laughs> like, <laughs> so far away. I feel like as long as it's not like that bad, it shouldn't matter. Yeah. So I would take, because I don't think this is going to apply to basketball, right? This is only going to be a football thing. Um, I think it should be BYU... Um, Utah and Utah State. What? Okay. That would be my dream. What? And, and Boise State. That would be my four-team pod. <laughs> okay. But if we had to go with the new Big 12, I'd probably take... I would like the two Kansas schools. Okay. Kansas, but, Kansas State. So you got one more. Yeah, but then I would take probably Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State? I think that, I think that three gives you a team that you should beat, Kansas. Uh-huh. A team you probably should beat, Kansas, Kansas State. State. And then a team that should probably beat you in Oklahoma State. And I think yeah. that's a good way to measure, like a measuring stick sure. every year. I agree. Yeah, that's, that's good balance. I agree. 
We just don't really have a natural rival in the Big 12, which is kind of sad. Right. I mean, TCU, yeah. but the cachet's been really lost, and now that Gary Patterson's gone. Yeah. Very few people remember that history. Yeah. You know? And even less people care about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like TCU has its own games. rivals now in, in Texas, state schools, all that. I mean, Kind of how like Utah has that manufactured rivalry with Colorado. <laughs> I think we're going to end up with a manufactured rivalry. With, like, Iowa State? <laughs> Iowa State hey, or Kansas State. Except for the Clemson. Honestly, frick Iowa State. We hate Iowa State. We hate Iowa State here. They're the ones that kept us out of the Big 12. So yes, yeah. we If we them. can go beat up on Iowa State, I will literally... Actually, that would be fun. I, w- I would literally run out to the middle of the, fu- middle of the field and take a dookie on the Iowa State logo. I don't care how long I'm getting arrested for. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks. When BYU's uh-huh. in a pond. <laughs> Iowa State, watch. Catch me there. Um, any other thoughts on like conference divisions and stuff like that? Um, I have one uh, piece of news. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The SEC, as well as proposing like a three five five or whatever three six six, as well as that and the one and seven like conference schedule, they are also discussing the possibility of an all SEC postseason tournament. Really? They wouldn't play any other conferences. Instead of going to the CFP, they would have their own SEC playoff. Whoa. It would be eight teams, seven games over the course of a month, and it would they would crown the SEC champion like that. No, no. No, I don't like it. I that mm. that's the worst idea I have ever <clears throat> heard. I I find a hard time believing they'll actually do it. Yeah, I don't think they'll actually do maybe it. Maybe they'll talk about it. Here's the thing. Maybe. Here's the thing. Greg Sankey, SEC, money whores. Yeah. Right? Whatever. <laughs> they love money. Yeah. They Imagine do. the TV they love deal. Money. You sign your conference yeah. TV deal with ESPN. Imagine selling them this. Not only do you get our eight conference games, every single one of our eight conference games for each team, right? But you also get the SEC tournament. That's seven more games postseason. So That's a lot of money just, you're going to get for it that. It just ruins college football, though. It does. At that point, it does. It does. Know, I would go for it in the event that they just not play any out-of-conference games. If they just don't play any out-of-conference games, finish their their conference season early, like a couple weeks before everyone else, and then they play their postseason tournament so that it would end up crowning the champion at the same time the other conference championship games are going on then let them do their little thing in their little toy sandbox over there. But if they are going to replace the college football playoff with that, no, get the freak out of here, Sankey. Yeah. I hate that. It's terrible for the sport. It, it defeats the purpose of college football. It, it, I, I don't even know how to express my feelings about it because it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. 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 Okay. Well, let's let's move on and let's talk a little bit more about BYU football. Yes. We're going to run through this really quick, just like the individuals in this segment <laughs> ran pretty quick. Hey. Is this BYU's fastest recruiting class of all time? Now, all of our recruits, basically, a lot of them, like 90%, ran in the 100-meter event in the high school track and field last Saturday. Six different BYU commits for the class of 2022 ran a 10.65 100-meter dash or under. Now, if How many? Six. That sounds fast. Now, if you're not a track guy, you might not know how fast that is. So, for comparison, 
BYU's has only ever signed in in a recruiting class one. That is the most per recruiting class that they have signed that has ran a sub 10.65. Five recruits ran under a 10.65 and one more ran a 10.65 on the dot. Wow. Yeah. Six times as many of these athletes have signed with BYU for the class of 2022. And our guy, Corbin Green. Shout out Corbin Green. Shout out Love you. Friend of the pod. Friend of the program. He ran a 10.69. Yeah. So just a few milliseconds nice. behind. Mm-hmm. Um, very nice. Very so yeah, nice. people are saying it's the fastest recruiting class of all time for us. Um, here's what I have to say. Let's hear it. Let's hear. It. Remember these names because they will be future All Americans and Ooh. first round draft picks. <laughs> all of them. Cody Hagen, wide receiver. Um, Evan Johnson is a DB. Mm-hmm. We got the McKenzie twins, Mark and Dominique. Mm. We know about them. Uh, Parker Kingston, another Utah guy. Uh, I forgot what position he's, he he's plays. He's an athlete. He's an athlete. Yes. Well, he sure A-T-H. is. A-T-H. And he has incredible hair. Yes. And then Zion Allen as well. Um, yeah, shout out to those guys. You'll probably be hearing their names in a couple of years at the most, contributing some of them, <laughs> going on missions. But that's exciting for us. Yeah, Corbin, if you're listening to this, I think that... We could probably collectively, if we just like got our full sprints and like never had to speed up, I think we could probably run a 10.68. So, uh, open yeah. challenge to Corbin Green. Prove us wrong. We get like a 20 yard running start. Honestly, we probably run a 20.68. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, here's my battered fan syndrome. Hmm? Uh, they're all gonna go on missions and get fat and slow. Oh no! Honestly, yeah, the McKenzie brothers are going on missions, right? I have no idea. I think at least one of them is. I think Cody Hagen is like Cody still Hagen. up in the air about whether he's gonna play a year and then go, or if he's gonna mm. go and then come back. Yeah, honestly, I don't know what I'd prefer. I don't know. I like it's great, obviously, from a religious standpoint. That they're serving missions. But I hate it when we get hyped about recruits and then they go on missions and then they come back. And I've forgotten their name. I've forgotten who they are. Yeah, it's such a long process. Yeah. Obviously, we're not advocating for this. Because, you know, we ourselves served missions, but the Steve Young approach is out there. Mm. You're just going to throw it out there. Jimmer Fredette, the best BOE basketball player of all time, did not serve a mission. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. (laughs) Did not serve a mission. drafted quarterback in a long time. Really makes you think. However, if you asked any of the people that did serve missions... They would tell you they have no regrets. Mm-hmm. Yes. No regrets. No regrets. No regret. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to say it where that's and you got me. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, finally, on the docket, and here's this interesting thing, because we were talking about the schedule last week, right? We are talking about all the big games. BYU has a lot of very good games. Like, a lot. This was very interesting. 247 Sports. Uh, released their top 100 because there's like 100 days to college football, right? Yeah. So released their yeah. 100 best games of 2022. Listen to this. BYU's first game on the list was at number 52, and it was Arkansas at BYU. 88th, BYU at Oregon, and 99th, BYU at Boise City. Hmm. Notably huh. missing, BYU-Notre Dame in Vegas. What the heck? That yeah. is a terrible omission. Yeah. <laughs> Not even on the list at all. No, that's awful. They're going to put like that a... over BYU at Boise City? 
I know. How is right. that? How's that? Ninety-nine and BYU at Oregon is eighty-eight. Like those yeah. are not even close to the same game. No. Right. I. If you just take a step back, right? Look at it objectively. What was the best game of twenty twenty? It was 20, BYU twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty. Coast Carolina Mullets Mormons. Yeah. Yes. Right. Sure. Great game. Let's approach it in the same way. Mormons versus Catholics in Sin City. Oh, true. That's incredible. That is the best headline you could ever write. Yes, of course. Oh, my. It writes itself. <laughs> yes, it does. Battle for Christian supremacy in the world's most dirtiest city. <laughs> like, what? How is that not on the list? That blows my mind. Blows even, my mind. Even Vegas sinners put their money on. Honestly, I think Arkansas at BYU has the potential to go a lot higher. I think Arkansas, dude, their quarterback is legit. Yeah. They might have the second best quarterback in the SEC behind Bryce Young. I honestly, the dude, the guy's a dude. If they come into Provo undefeated, which is unlikely, but if they do, that's going to be a heck of a game. That really is going to be a, that is going to be a yeah, game. That will be exciting. Uh, let me show you their football schedule. Okay. They play Cincinnati. Oh, sure. At home. Honestly, Cincinnati's not going to be as good as they have been. That's, yeah, that's Desmond Ritter's gone. Fair, Fair point. point. Sauce Gardner's gone. Kobe Bryant's gone. They're done. They're all gone. Here's the problem with Arkansas coming into BYU. Okay. They play Missouri State. Do you remember the logo that was big? Yeah. On the Missouri basketball State. court? Oh, that was yeah. big. That was very big. Yeah. So big that's, logo. that's That's trapped. Troublesome. Uh, they played Texas A&M, Alabama, Mississippi State in the three games leading up to BYU. Oh, shoot. Mm. So that's yeah, a problem. So very unlikely they that they're not be undefeated. <laughs> yeah. I should have done a little more research before that. Dang. Uh, so I guess I'll just go with Oregon then. If Oregon beats Georgia somehow. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? Somehow, someway, that will be probably the game of the season. That would be sick. Yeah. I agree. What is the game that you guys are looking forward to most? Hmm. I'm really looking forward to BYU-Baylor. Okay. I think this is just going to be a really fun opening game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, I think, because, you know, all the preseason yeah. hype is still going to be there. Hopefully it will be very healthy. Yes. I think Lavelle <laughs> Edwards Stadium is going to be absolutely rocking. Other than that, I'm just, I think I'm most excited for BYU-Notre Dame. Okay. Um, yeah, probably the same two games. Yeah. Probably to go to the Baylor game. Mm-hmm. Yes. That'll be a fun one in September. Absolutely. I wish it was a little bit later in the season. It's only week two, so probably yeah. not as much behind it, but it'll still be fun. Mm-hmm. And then Notre Dame is probably just overall the most exciting game. For yeah, me. yeah. I think no- the Notre Dame game has all the cachet, and I don't know why people aren't talking about it more. I don't know. I just I think they think that BYU is going to get their board like their doors blown off, their oh. doors blown oh. off. Careful. <laughs> Their doors blown off, you know. Um, but unless you're a big game boomer, then you think BYU's going to blow out Notre Dame. I would pay to see that. As yeah, I'd shit. pay to see that. Honestly, that's going to be a game. we got Catholics versus Mormons. Don't forget, Baylor is still Baptist versus Mormons. Ooh, yeah, that's still good. I like the religious conflicts. we yeah, got we Liberty love. later in the season, too. They're Methodists, Baptists, I don't know. Bible Belt. Some Christian denomination. That apparently has an honor code stricter than BYU's. Uh, not true. No, absolutely is it, true. Is it true? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. How? How is it true? Uh, How is it stricter than BYU? We Liberty. don't allow beards. <laughs> Liberty is like 
insane. Like their the stories from their honor code is absolutely insane. The Liberty Way. Oh uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk about this more off show. But no, yeah. That's incredible. BYU, the fact that we even have three games on the top 100 list is a step up. That's saying that BYU's national brand is growing again. It's incredible. That's true. Uh, I just looked up the Liberty Honor Roll, or Honor Code. It's 24 pages long. Oh my god! I actually am starting to believe you now. Ours is a lot simpler, at least. Wow. Uh, anyway, let us ask one final burning question before we sign off today. Justin, I think this is a question that comes from your heart of hearts. Yes. I got a question for you guys. If you could dunk on any historical figure in recorded history, who would it be and why? Uh, Clarifying question. Yes. Are we just talking like Mao Zedong and George Washington? Or are we talking like, I don't know, say Chet Holmgren... Or Jakob Pertl? Could it literally be anyone, anyone, any from any time, anywhere? Any person in recorded history. Oh, wow. Anyone? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think I'm going to go with Drew Timmy. Drew Timmy? Yeah. That's, out of anyone you could choose. You'd choose out of anyone? Drew Timmy. I, yeah. My hatred for him. Hmm. When I think of basketball and I get feelings of hate, he is the first one. Alright, so I'm going to go Drew Timmy. It's a hard one for me. Maybe. It's a tough question. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Um, what's that guy's name? Who transferred from BYU to the U. He's like a linebacker. Oh, Francis gotta, Bernard. Francis oh, Bernard. Francis Bernard. Bernard. Yes. <laughs> I'm dunking on Francis Bernard. Good, good pick. Good pick. No, that's a really good pick. Evil man. <laughs> now, my historical figure is kind of predates your guys' just a little bit. I was going to go with Genghis Khan. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good pick. I think I'd probably yes. done with Genghis Khan. He thinks he's cool with his little Mongols, you know, like like taking over all of like Western Asia and Central Asia. He thinks he's cool, right? Probably yeah, fat. does. On a big old horse and stuff. Imagine if he was riding that horse in the battle. And when he did, somebody just, like, put a hoop behind him. And I, as the general of some obscure nation's army, Georgia. just straight up, Zaxos. like, two-hand yammed and swung into his face. Oh, it would be an, shack. It would be an immediate defeat for like, the Mongols. crotch blast him off yeah, his horse. Yep. Shack, crotch swing into him and then shove him over. He's going to fall off his horse and crack his head open and die because I two-hand yammed on him on the battlefield. And then there would be 7 billion less people on the planet. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, beautiful. Good stuff. Uh, good podcasting, guys. Okay, and I think with that question, we are going to finish up the show. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. My favorite podcast. I think it's Dan's favorite. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's yep, definitely okay. up there. And Jared's? Absolutely. The best podcast out there. We want this community to grow. Please share the episode with your friends. Post it to your stories. Uh, send it through fax, through email, through fax. carrier pigeon. Ooh, Who like knows? Make sure you leave a rating. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at loyal to royal pod. Let's get this community growing. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Goodbye now.